Welcome to this Talkie United podcast from the Herald Express. For all your local news and sport, log on to heraldexpress.co.uk. To, uh, to this week's podcast, a sad and sorry sight we are it's in a, here. It's an FA Cup special, isn't it's it? It's an FA Cup special. <laughs> this time was. last week we were all full of optimism going into the, uh, the FA Cup fourth qualifying round. Not the fourth round, as it said on the programme. If only it was the fourth <laughs> round. The fourth qualifying round against Woking. Or, as it said in the programme... Woking Town. Woking Town. All right. <laughs> now, now, everyone, calm down. But funnily enough, I've just noticed there's a little scrap of paper here in the in the room that we use as a studio, and one of us has scribbled on there. Another Woking is not acceptable. And that was after the league match <laughs> that against was, Woking. Yeah, I remember writing that. Actually. And exactly the same thing has happened to us twice more. It, it wasn't as bad as the league match. No. But no, I agree. And what you're referring to, of course, is the fact that United led three times at half-time against mm-hmm. Woking, once in the league match and in each of the two cup ties, and managed to lose two of them and draw the one I at Plainmore. The um, moment that was highlighted on the radio by your good self and, and the, the commentator, it kind of felt like, ooh, yeah. you know, is that, is that the moment it changes? I don't know. But well, I'm not saying you're to blame, Dave. No, no, no. Well, I don't mind being blamed for this. <laughs> but um, we, we can talk about the wider business of Torquay's first half, second half, Jekyll and Hyde kind of performances that we've seen over the last few weeks. Let's talk about the specifics of Woking, uh, particularly last Saturday, because I thoroughly enjoyed that first half. Yeah. I, I thought United in, in the, for the second half of the first half, if you like, yeah. I and mean, obviously they took the lead very early on, uh, and then I thought Woking started doing to us exactly what they'd done in the league game up there. And I think the two full-backs coming and Caprice, the attacking right-back, getting crosses yeah. in. And I thought, here we go again. But we got through that spell. And then I think some of the football United played up to half-time was, A, very pleasing on the eye yeah. and, and really good football. Moving the ball quickly, uh, play the way you're facing, one and two touch stuff. And Woking were chasing shadows for a little while. But, of course, not for the first time this season, United didn't get the yeah. second goal. And I'm sure if they'd got a second goal during that spell, uh, we'd all be sitting, uh, planning a trip to Stockport now. But <laughs> we, they didn't. Uh, um, they, they created <laughs> one good chance just after half-time, which quite a few people forget. Sam Chaney knocked the ball through for Brett Williams, and mm. he did everything right. He hit the mm. target, and the keeper made a great yes, save, low yeah. to his right. Yeah. But from then on, yeah. um, uh, Gary Hill, the working manager, who, who uh, you know, you knew what he was going to do. Uh, <coughs> sent Anthony Edgar on on the yeah. left on the left hand side. Um, uh, Kevin Nicholson took a man Verma off because I think he was concerned that Verma uh, uh, Verma had who's had a, a, a sort of tight hamstring. If that's the, how many times we hear that in football these days, not yeah. just a talkie, um, uh, and put Joe Ward, Ward on at right back, um, and you know. It was it was almost one way traffic mm. from then on, wasn't it? And uh, and United seemed to, you know, <laughs> managers and not just Kevin Nicholson, but but they often talk in sort of phrases that we get to know very well, don't they? And this business of defending from the front is is, is one, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, and I'm not looking to sort of you know no, nobody wants to particularly criticise the United strikers over anybody else, but United do have a problem holding the ball up. Yeah. You know, uh, um, uh, one of the great things about the team that uh, um, Martin Ling had with Kevin Nicholson at left back was the number of times they won one nil during the course of that season, and you had Rene Howe up front. Mm. Rene Howe could hold off two centre halves, liked playing with his back to goal. Actually, wasn't great going the other way, 
Um, but United seem to be able to hold on to the ball. Um, now you are talking about Unan O'Kane and Danny Stevens. Yeah, and slightly like different that. Exactly. Team, You're it? talking about yeah. you know better quality players. But until United, United start to develop a, 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 a belief and an understanding that it doesn't that 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 the ball occasionally goes over the top, and yeah. I I think Blissett. I think he works hard. Honestly, I do. I, I think he he's, I think he, right. he may not yeah. be happening yeah. for him, and it, and he, you know, he wins the ball in the air most of the time. Although United are hardly getting, very seldom getting anybody on the end. Of he it. wins the ball in the air, but there's no one there to receive. There you it. are. You're not playing close enough yeah. to him. Are no, yeah. no. And and the other thing is that when Jamie Reid has been in the team, you know, and I and I can understand to a certain extent. You know, we all know Brett Williams is the best finisher in the club, full stop, and and he's probably one of the best finishers we've seen mm. for a little while, but. This is ugly football we're often having to play here. And a ball over the top and keep it turning their defence and playing in their half of the pitch requires somebody to chase that ball mm. and, and either hold it up themselves or force corners and free kicks and, yeah. and throw-ins and all that kind of stuff. And Jamie Reid, of course, you know, has been you know, a bit better bet in that you know, um, department it, than yeah. Williams. Um, and, and, and United just don't have this either ugly or attractive way of keeping the ball, and and the more that and on Tuesday night they gave it away over and over and over again, yeah, and and and, and it's and it's often it's because it's not because they are absolutely dreadful footballers, it's because the decision making. We, we come back to that again moments, and again, don't we? It's, I mean, you know, you sound like a bit of an old drone, but it, it, it's it's just amazing, and and how you get that out of them whether whether you know modern man young managers like kevin nicholson uh, um, often say and you have to hold your hand up and go along with it sometimes you cannot hammer them like you used to you cannot get nasty with them like you used to and i i i, I understand that i do get it and uh, you know as old and decrepit as i am but the number of managers i've also heard say over the last few years after the event and when they've left who say I wish I'd got stuck into them more than more than I yeah. did at the time. Um, and the other great point, and we'll, we, we've now come to somebody who we flagged up in the paper this week, um, uh, John Gittins. Those old-time players in in a in a team, and it's not just the fact that they were older and it happened before, because I'm sure they're still around. Those players who actually do the manager's job for them in the dressing room are not; they aren't happening. And then. We referred, didn't we, earlier this week to the piece that Gary Monk, mm. ex-player of this parish, now managing Leeds United, and his uh, um, sadness that part of the problem with the English game and academies, particularly at Premier League level and also presumably at Championship level, is simply not producing players made of the right stuff. Not producing leaders. They're not producing no. leaders. That was the point he was making. He, he, he actually looked back in the interview... Uh, uh, on his time as he grew up at Playmore <laughs> under Paul Compton um, uh, uh, and how fierce it used to be but you look back on it now and think I wouldn't have been without it no. because because of what it taught him and, and, and in fact he, he flagged up the point that there are now Premier League academy players of 20 and 21 years old who have not kicked a ball in the first team and in his phrase who have property portfolios and new cars parked in the in, in the car park. that's crazy isn't and it? and he said yeah. that is encapsulates what's wrong and 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 that's why 
more and more of these Premier League managers are going abroad to sign players. Mm. And it's, it's something, it's horrible to be told things like this, isn't it? It makes you feel as if we're second class and we're not good enough and it's a, it's a difficult old message to, to get. But we've got to get it because there is an element of truth in it. These people, these, all these people can't be saying it and they're all wrong. You know, it's just right. this, uh, um, you know, and years gone by, here we go at the risk of sounding like an old fart, the years gone by. Can you say that guy? Yeah, you can. We'll let him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Years yeah. gone by. <laughs> it wasn't just the Kevin Nicholsons and the Chris Hargreaves and the Martin Lings and everybody saying to it. If you had somebody like Gittins or Gary Monk or who was sitting next to you in the dressing room and you'd done something wrong out on the pitch and they leant to you and said, "Do you ever do that again?" You know, I'll punch you into the middle of next week, or I'll, you know, yeah. some, I do, not, not literally physical sort of stuff, but you know, enough to. You didn't do it, and you learned, and. You learnt as an 18 years old, you could be the next Lee Sharp, the next Lionel Messi, but when you went into somebody's first team in a lower division team and probably even higher up, you went around and you ran your backside off for 70 minutes doing exactly what you were told and then with 20 minutes to go you suddenly find yourself in a bit of space yeah. your, your, ability yeah. Yeah. your ability clicks in, yeah. you look one, one way, pass it another, going through a squat and everybody you walk off at the other everybody puts their arm around your shoulder and you God, you played absolutely brilliantly today they all forgot the first <laughs> 70 minutes when all you did was run around yeah. and, did, and did your job properly mm. and gradually and it goes oh that's how you play football is it and yeah. that's a big part of, of where we appear to be going wrong I feel like I've just listened to a reef lecture Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, oh, it hasn't sounded that bad, has it? Oh. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. There's a lot to discuss there. We'll come to some more of it in the second half. That first half has raced away with us, as, yeah, as all really good right. games do. Stick You're listening to a Talk United podcast from the Herald Express. For all your local news and sport, log on to heraldexpress.co.uk. So in the second half, um, before we leave the subject of Saturday's game against Woking, the, the draw in the Cup, we're talking about that first half. I thought Luke Young was absolutely outstanding in that first half. That was like the pre-injury Luke Young. Yeah, I, I think. He, I mean, not only did he score a Luke Young goal. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, he's. I think he's been playing well for a few weeks yeah. now, uh, uh, and he's I, been. I, f- I feel like he, he's back to that yes. standard that we we'd almost come to expect the yes. season before last. Yeah. And boy, did we miss that last season. I mean, he's got a great goal from quite quite an extraordinary angle as well. And, and we, we, we that's what we used to see. Yeah. yeah. No, so, he's... he's, yeah. he's and uh, this has been there for a week. I think he's been the pick of United midfield mm. for, for several weeks. And, and rightly so. He, he, he is the club's best midfielder. Uh, uh, most skillful, most range of passing, all the <coughs> stuff we you know we know about. And um, So if, uh, he, if he's getting back to that point, kind of level point. now... Yeah, yeah, I think, plus, I think plus we've point. got lots to look forward uh, and, to. Yeah. And of course, and, uh, as we were saying at half-time, during the interval <laughs> in the dressing room, uh, young Sam Chaney scored his first goal for the club um, yes. in, in the game, in the replay at Kingfield on Tuesday night, which is good. In front of 791 well, people, is that right? It was, it was very, very weird. You know, the teams walked out for the match and almost caught us out you know, on the yeah. hop because there was just no atmosphere or anything yeah. at all. And you, uh, best part of a hundred United fans did their their best, which mm. was a great turnout. I know we say this very often, don't we? And after short the disappointment notice. of Saturday, yeah. short notice yeah. going up for a replay. Is, is the FA Cup broken? Do we think? Is the people just not because the Champions League is on wall to wall? All all the kids in the schools, all they're interested in is the Premier League now. Is the FA Cup beyond repair? Do we think? I don't think so. No, and I don't either. I I, I don't. Th- it's very easy to criticise, isn't it? But I don't think the FA have, have 
you know, that, that, that every every change they make to the rules, and they're now mm. coming out, they're heading towards no replays and everything, yeah. is purely at the behest of the Premier League. Now, you know, if the FA really want to, you know, keep yeah. the FA Cup and, and keep its stock high, they say to the Premier League club, sorry, you'll play replays when we, when we say, this is, our, this is this country's number one cup competition. And it's the fans' competition and, more and than it, anything a, else, absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. And it's, and it's the non-league team's competition, yeah, and, their, and their chance Even to, more so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and, and I think, you know, ever since Man United pulled out that year and went off to South America to play in some Buckshee tournament, yeah. it, it, it was, it, it's been, uh, it, it sowed the seed, didn't it? And and it's been it's been the FA should turn around to the top clubs and said sorry I don't we don't care how many how many games you want to play in, uh, during the, in various mm. things if you you will play in the, or, or pull out pull out and just and so everybody can see that you've pulled out yeah don't expect yeah. to take part in the competition and then start mumbling and grumbling which they seem to do don't they oh well we got Champions League we can't play replays. Yeah. Uh, um, re- cup replays have, have been such an essential part of. of you know, I, see, uh, I, I quite miss the days when you had a third and a fourth replay as well. <laughs> Those games, but was it Liverpool and Forest or something? Yeah, like and that Sheffield played Wednesday, played yeah. yeah, played about four or five replays and all that kind of stuff. But all right, and often uh, days uh, apart as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, how many times did we used to say? If we could get them back to our place, yeah. <laughs> if we could have got Coventry back to our place, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we've called one. Well. We've done them. Yeah. yeah, and you know, but you—you—that was part of the dynamic of it all, wasn't it? And and uh, it's—they should—they should leave it. They need to leave the competition alone. If if we accept that it's not broken, then then they really need yes, to leave it alone. The last thing it needs is now no replays and no uh, extra uh, extra time. Come the, on, the, yeah, or the, no midweek. I think the only to the people that it's broken to are the ones with enough money to not worry about it. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, yeah. everyone else, everyone else loves yeah. it still. Good. I know, unfortunately, we're not in it again. No, well, why are we even talking about but it? Stockport no. away. Stockport away. What, what it was a, a good, rubbish draw. What a glamour tie that would have been. <laughs> good, good With respect working. to Stockport, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but good, of course, good up there. Uh, just before we leave it, finally, uh, financial implications. Yes. Mm. Serious. Yeah. I reckon United waved goodbye to at least 30,000 quid yeah. on Tuesday It's a lot of money for a club like Torquay. Uh, because Stockport well, would have got, got 3,000 plus up there. Prize money. Um, ugh, don't. Yeah. Yeah. But if we're thinking that way, imagine what the United Board are thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So let's look ahead right. to what should be a yes. mouth-watering game on Saturday at Playmore 3 o'clock. Very Kick important. Aldershot, the Very visitors. important for both clubs. We're talking about two teams who have both just been turfed out of the first round of, of, of the Cup. Aldershot, who were on a great run and are on a great run in the league, got dumped by Eastbourne at home. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're out. It's um, almost a local derby for us as well, isn't it? Yeah. Given the the <laughs> extraordinary distances involved in our league, Aldershot, and of course, it's it's an old boys' occasion. Isn't it is. It? There's a lot of them, isn't there? Yeah, <laughs> I can put you to the test. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're all, you're almost in the territory of who hasn't played for <laughs> either club. Uh, obviously, at, at United, you've got uh, Sean McGinty, yeah, Damon, uh, Damon Lathrop, and Brett Williams. Okay. All have played for Aldershot either last season or the season before. Um, uh, and then at, and then Aldershot. at Aldershot, you've got Iffy Allen, yeah. who was obviously with us last season, or Shamir Fenelon, who United fans will know better as Shamir Goodwin on the right wing. What a good player he was as well, oh, wasn't he, when he was with us? I still think we'd have stayed up if he yeah. managed to not be sent off that day and against Newport and then got, got injured. Um, Scott Rendell. 
He's an interesting character, isn't he? Because he's moved to Aldershot from Woking from Woking last summer, where the the, the fans at Woking Weren't put happy. quite a lot of money into the club, didn't they? They did, and well, to pay for it because he to was out. For, it, yeah. No, it, it was it, it was it was more to do with uh, paying his medical uh, bills mm. for, right. for a very long-standing injury yes. last season, uh, and uh, he he was out for most of, for much of last year, and then finally got got fit, and they chipped in to help with that. So we understand, and then in the summer he. Departed for mm. uh, for all the shot, of course. There, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's from here to Paynton, sort of mm. thing. Um, uh, and Josh Wakefield uh, playing in midfield, player I liked. I think yeah. one or two United yeah. fans yeah. quite liked him. Uh, he was from Bournemouth, I think, at the time. He, was, he was on loan. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. another lad there who actually won't play on Saturday because he's suspended. It's a guy called Jim Kellerman who had a trial from Wolves here and actually in one or two trial games he looked half decent, but yeah. he's there now. But he, he managed to get himself sent off. Uh, recently, so um, I think I'm pretty sure he'd be suspended on okay. Saturday. So. so that page in the program that always has they played for both. And they, yeah. They'd have to have a spread on that, <laughs> wouldn't they? Yeah, but that. it's 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 very important, isn't it? It's Aldershot are sixth. Clearly, they're throwing some money at it yeah. this year with Gary Waddock back there mm -hmm. as manager. He, of course, won promotion with them to the football league, didn't he? Quite the season before Torquay went. Um, and uh, uh, you know. It's obviously important for United that they badly, but you know, you don't want to get into a situation where you lose at Chester, you get dumped yeah. out of the cup by Woking, you then lose easily away next Tuesday night. It's yeah, going to be tough. Game. It's a big game as well, yeah, isn't that's it? That's right. Yeah, so yeah. all of a sudden, this is a very important little spell, and and United don't want to get into a real rut, no, um, uh, which puts the pressure on everybody. Let's face it, because uh, the um, league position is concerning, but it's not. No, it's not desperate. It's not panic stations it? yet. No. Any stage, you know, they got. And Kevin has said that they can turn it around. Yes, no, he's got I'm to not, say that. Though, yeah, he has got to say if that. If they and, play and, like and they did in the first half against Woking last no. week, they certainly turn it around. That's they were right. the equal of any team we've had here. That's right. But then the sec these second half performances, are, uh, well, they've been dismal, haven't they, at times? Uh, sort of mysteriously. Yeah. So you know, you you, you just uh, um, it, it's, uh, but you know. Only they can sort it out. Yeah. Only they yeah. can sort it out, and um, and it's not as if I, I think there's always if if supporters look at a team and think, well, we're 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 struggling a bit here, but my goodness, they do get stuck in. Yeah, they'll take that all day, won't they? And but they'll when, carry on turning up. The, yeah, That's but right. and uh, but when you when you look at a team and and they've got a fair bit of talent, which United have got yeah. in in most departments. Um, that that's tough to take when they when they don't deliver it. But as as Kevin Nicholson does say, and the, and he is justified, you know, in, in in much of it, it is quite a young team. It is. And um, uh, but what do they say? The players who learn quickest are the ones that get on, don't mm. they? So, um, okay, one or two little notes that we need to throw into the last minute of this podcast. The fans forum has yes. been put back. Put back a week. It was due to be next Wednesday, the twenty sixth of October. It's now back a week. Due to unforeseen circumstances, not quite sure what they are. To November um, the second. To November the second. Now that's that will be quite a an, an important and lively occasion, I think, given some of the concerns off the pitch at the moment. Courtney Richards' hundredth appearance. Hundred appearance. Oh, golden heels uh, in his golden heel <laughs> boots, which shone up beautifully under the lights at Kingfield the other night. And Kevin Nicholson, his two hundred ninety eighth appearance. He's, He's close to joining that illustrious three hundred club. Three hundred club. Uh, his mate Lee Mansell was the last one. Okay, all things to talk about another time on the podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll be at Plainmore on Saturday afternoon for the visit of Aldershot. Three o'clock kickoff. 
We Thank you for listening there. to this Talker United podcast from the Herald Express. For all your local news and sport, log on to heraldexpress.co.uk.